Thanks for joining us on Beyond the Field. I'm Jess Wallstrom. And I'm Kane Wallstrom with a quick shout out to Atomic Coffee, fueling us through this session with the best caffeine. Today, we are joined by Edna Swart from Ed and I Swim and Body. We chat with Edna about her story around how Ed and I started, her vision for the business and the crowdfunding that they're looking to gain to take Ed and I Swim and Body to the next level. Edna from Ed and I Swim and Body, how are you? Good. Thanks, Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on Beyond the Field today. Um, to start with, we're going to hand over to Kane, who's going to hit you with some quick fire questions. Let's do it, Edna. I want to <laughs> know, know favourite holiday destination. Oh, my gosh. It has to be somewhere in Africa. I'm a safari girl. Yeah, I love just getting in the wild. Yeah. Fantastic. Drink a choice, alcoholic. Oh, whiskey on the rocks, Love obviously. <laughs> My favorite. Is that what's in your cup at the moment? <laughs> I um, wish. <laughs> most recent show on Netflix you're watching? Um, oh, what's that one? I'm going to tell you now because I think people should actually watch it. It's very, very interesting. It's in my carry on watching. It's about the guy who. Um, Epstein. Yes. Yeah. yeah we've just crazy, started. That. That's yeah. shocking. Yeah. It's, but it's, shocking. It's, and who's involved too? Right. Where when, does it stop? When you got money, you got power. I know. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give your 18 year old self? Um, to continue following your gut. Oh, okay. I like it. That's a lot of entrepreneurs will say that too. Yes. Mm. Um, would you rather be 20 minutes early or 10 minutes late? 20 minutes early. Yeah, so. good. Same. Jess, she was here early, by the way. <laughs> so she's ready. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, the early years, your childhood, your upbringing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm originally from South Africa. I do, I think, mention that quite a bit, you know, originally from there. We moved here when I was four with the whole family. I was adopted, yeah. so I just knew my family from the get-go as them being my family, but they were very open with me that I was adopted and so forth. And How then, old were you when you were adopted? Like eight days old. It was like, wow. yeah, it was wow. like normal adoption where my right. mum was very young. And back then yeah. in South Africa, it was like embarrassing that mm. you were pregnant out of wedlock and so forth. So mm. she put me up for adoption. Um, and then, yes, we moved here with, uh, i got two brothers, yeah. one older, one younger. And then we moved here, started in Tikawiti. Mm-hmm. And then... Tikawiti, I eh? know. <laughs> crazy. Sheep sharing capital of the world, yeah. by the way. Um, and so then, when, sorry, where in South Africa were you born? Uh, I was born in Pretoria, yep. but we lived on a citrus farm in the northern province because my father was the financial director there. Okay. Yeah. So Pretoria High Belt? Yes. Blue Bulls? Yes. 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 Whole thing. Yeah. 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 So that was that. And anyway, so um, I grew up doing um, – so I moved from Tekawiti to Tokoroa, and that's where I went to like primary school, intermediate, first year of high school. Yeah. But I did a lot of sport my whole life. Right. So got into um, athletics at a very, very young age. I did a lot of sport, but athletics was like my dominant one that I yeah. continued doing yeah. um, and competed across the country nationally and then also in Australia. So I was always nice. like very disciplined with right. my so – you've, you've had lots of drive from day one. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of drive. Streak. Yes. Um, <laughs> And my father always encouraged to be like that, you know. Um, And my father's also very old school, so he's very um, traditional, quite Mm -hmm. um, no emotions. (laughs) So that was sort of my upbringing in terms of having a strict background. Um, My mum, though, uh, at the age of 14, when I was 14, she had a stroke and then later passed away when I was Mm -hmm. 17. So she never really recovered. So I lost my mum when I was 17, but then I met my biological mother when I was 18. Wow, that's a lot to go through Yeah, as a teenager, you know, yes. when you're changing and you're understanding life. Yes, but not only that, I dropped out of school when I was 15 yeah. um, because my father moved around. He worked for the councils and, I don't know, I think as a young girl, when, you're, when you've lost your mum and you're moving from school to school, um, and I was always bullied by other women, mm. but, well, other girls in school because of what I looked like, yeah. because of my achievements and so forth. Yeah. I didn't enjoy school. Yeah. So I, I blame you. Yeah. So I just dropped out and, but I didn't stop there though. No. Yeah. Um, I carried on with, um, further educating myself. I actually did a, um, advanced radio course. So I was a radio announcer for about a year. Wow. Hey, so this is yeah. not fun, yeah, yeah. No, it's not very comfortable behind the mic. Yeah. Um, in New Plymouth and then did some travel consultancy and then we, Moved back to South Africa after I found my biological mum. How long is that process to find your mum? Was it quite easy because it was um, done? It's actually really easy. Or? So during the 
through the adoption agency, mm. it's up to you to keep updating your address details right. with them yeah. for one day for the hope that you do meet your child or your biological mother. Mm. So it has to be from both ends. So right. my mum did it and my father did that. So my biological mum and my father did that. Mm. And so when I turned 18, dad was like, dad reached out immediately. Mm. They had my mum's contact details, but my father never did because he yeah. always said that. I wasn't his. So, mm, right. yeah. But I did end up meeting my father, though, when I was 25 or 26 yeah. for a coffee, um, which was very interesting. Okay. But, yeah. And you're tight with your mum? Yeah, her and I are like this. Yeah. So, um, and she's still in South Africa? Still in South Africa. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, I guess, you know, become my mum again, given that I lost my mum. Mm. But it's a different relationship. It's mm. more of like your mum, but like your bestest friend as well. Yeah. Did you? So. This, is, this is very deep straight up in there podcast in the episode but did you know straight away when you met her did you have an instant connection with oh, her oh it's yeah it's crazy yeah it's like the whole you know blood blood's thicker than water yeah. you just do and a lot of um questions are also answered both yeah. for me and my adopted family because mm-hmm. growing up i was different i was difficult you know mm-hmm. my dad didn't have the emotional side um so you know he couldn't relate because i didn't have the i guess the behaviors or the who I am, yeah. like my no real identity. Yeah, You're still trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure it out, and so when when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, that's where the crazy comes from. Yeah, it all you makes know. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's so amazing. we're literally like two peas in a pod. It's crazy. And does she has she come to New Zealand to see she's, you once? She's come yeah. here once and spent some time here and loves it. Nice. Um, and she she believes that when I have a child one day, that she will mm. she will Be come. Here for and, good. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so yeah. Sure Come to New Zealand. Yeah, no, they lot, do. Yeah. Lot. For good reason. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, Amazing. That's just so cool to hear. So after you finished school and you did your radio in New Plymouth, you said? Yes, yeah, so I did radio and then I had a boyfriend at the time who was in the army and he yeah. got placed into um, things in Linton down in Palmy. Yeah. And so I moved there, the travel consultancy, and then we went different ways. He went to Afghan and I went to South Africa. Yeah. So we kind of split like that. Yeah. Um, and when I worked for Flight Centre in Johannesburg for about, it was like my OE. So everybody yeah. was going to like London and all that. And I was like, I'm going to go home and figure out who I am. Yeah. Um, and I definitely uh, grew up during mm-hmm. that time. I was from this like kind of self-centred, selfish person who had pretty much everything you know, great in New Zealand. Yeah. And over there, I kind of realized how other areas of the world struggle. And I, yeah. I'd never been exposed to that. You know, we really do have a silver spoon here and such great opportunity. And over there, you have absolutely nothing. No yeah. government support, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, We're sheltered here, right? We very sheltered, sheltered here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so sheltered. And so I, I understood how blessed I was um, being in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and so I was actually smashed and grabbed at gunpoint over there and I had to like, that was sort of like my wake up and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Shit, I've, yeah. I'm moving back to New Zealand. Um, but I also realized that I, w- I needed to educate myself. Yeah. So I was 20 when I came back yeah. and I went straight into university down yeah. in Palmy and that's when I commenced my degree in finance. Cool. Which right. I don't, still don't know how I got, but. <laughs> So discipline, right? It's there. It discipline. No, yeah, I think discipline and commitment um, and understanding, I guess, the bigger picture. And that, yeah. that's also very relevant now when it comes into business as well. It's, you got to be – You'd be able to use some of that oh, heaps. now. A lot of doing. A lot around discipline with my sport and commitment and yeah. also um, putting your mind to something when it came to, like, the degree as well. Totally. So you're still quite sporty? Yeah, I, I exercise every day. Yeah. Uh, I don't compete or okay. do that anymore, but I run. I yeah. still run every day. It's my time every day for me to, um, you know how people meditate or they yeah. do stuff like that? Yeah, so my way of meditating and shutting down is running. Yeah. Um, and I run, and that's also when I'm the most creative as well. Mm. So I reset and I rethink about a lot when Check I run. a bit of music or another yep. podcast and listen. Yep. And, yeah. and yeah. I just go and I'll do it for about an hour and it's amazing. Nice. It's my time. Absolutely. Good to yeah. have that, especially when you're busy juggling so many so many things. So once you finish your degree, what did you do after that? Oh my gosh, it's a crazy journey. The degree took about six years to finish yeah. because I I did full time a year and a half mm-hmm. down in Palmy, but then I moved up to Auckland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been the girl to try and keep a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I was also out of the house at fifteen, so Dad kicked me out of the house at fifteen when mm-hmm. I dropped out of school. So I always had to try and figure stuff out yeah. I feel like you're quite independent like very that. yeah yeah very independent I guess it also comes to like controlling as well because I had to ever control everything mm. you know my partner would say <laughs> you're very controlling it's okay um I'll take it as a compliment so yeah so I came up to came up here and then I just started working for TSB bank right. part-time as I finished my a new market a new market yeah, yeah. it was mm. I think it was three months when the store opened yeah. cool 
Yeah, um, started working there. And uh, from there, I did more of the degree and then moved over to BNZ. Right. Um, and that's when I became full-time working at BNZ mm-hmm. and doing the degree part-time. So I finished my degree eventually, yeah. um, but I started my corporate life. Nice. Um, Interesting, though, you've had your background, obviously, and now into business, we'll get into that, but the fundamentals of it are obviously capital, cash flow, yep. uh, and money. Yes. So yeah, very blessed in the sense of learning these things. And I also worked in small business. So yeah. working with a lot of other small businesses, understanding their pains and struggles and how they operate. Yeah. Was this at BNZ? BNZ, yeah. 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 So I started being a business uh, sorry, a um, personal banking advisor, then yeah. moved into small business and payments of small business, and yeah. then I worked into moved into institutional banking, yeah. but I also created a new arm in institutional banking nice. um, around financial literacy for the staff of our big corporates, so cool. our, our top 50. So yeah. cool. spent a lot of time there as well. Awesome. And yeah. so then was it, did you leave BNZ and then start your business or how no. did you transition? What what came next? So it was a start off as a side hustle, Ed and I, <laughs> um, bit of a hobby business yep. that I'd like to call it back then. It was 2016 when mm-hmm. I started. It was November 2016. Um, so I, I mean, I didn't leave until 2019, which was May 2019, the bank. So I did right. it for quite a bit of a side hustle for a while. Yeah. Organically grew it. Yep. Um, which is the right way. Yeah, which is the right way. So the money that I was making um, at the bank was my capital injection into the business to grow it. So nothing was handed to me. I didn't inherit anything or something like that. I had to understand how a small business grew and how we can grow it organically um, the hard way, but also um, keeping a roof over my head and building my career and then also building the business from from scratch. So I get get asked a lot, how did you start a business? Mm. Um, And I do say to people, really, it is just with your own money and having to kind of balance having a full-time job potentially. Because if you don't have a partner who's keeping a roof over your head, then that is the way you're going to have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And do you feel like it takes the the pressure off when you've got that full-time and you can do it just because you love it? You don't um, mind investing your time in the business because... You love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you don't feel like there's this big responsibility. Like now I feel like there's mass responsibility on me to get the business to be successful, especially now also going into an investment round. Yeah. Um, so that was easy. And, and also at that point you can go, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Of and course. you can wipe your hands. Wipe your hands and walk away. Yeah. But so there's always been a passion? Always. Passion point, like um, or- actually, there's always been a passion for me to be, to not have to answer to anybody. Yeah. That, to, to be Great. quite honest. I feel right. like yeah. um, just from how you've explained yourself as a teenager, you're probably like, were you like that when you were younger? And you're like, I'm not answering yeah, to you. I'm I'm not, it's like, don't tell me what to yeah, do. Like, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do this for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite, quite a little bit of rebellious girl, but growing up since then. But I've always wanted to kind of pave my own way yeah. um, and also write my own paychecks, which is much harder than what it, what it actually sounds <laughs> yeah. like. Believe yeah. me, I still haven't written <laughs> me a paycheck yet. So hopefully we'll get there one day. But that's sort Definitely. of like the destiny. Destiny, and I also wanted to work from anywhere in the world yeah. because I also love traveling. Yeah. That's also harder than what it what it sounds like too, yeah. um, especially when you're growing. Inspiration. Creativity. Yeah. So that was my, my goal. Um, at the time, though, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. All I know is that's what I wanted to yep. be like. Yep. Um, the swimwear side of things was more a personal love that I had for the beach yeah. um, we had a b- batch growing up and I was there every year mm. all the time um, spending my whole summer in a bikini and I just found at the time that there wasn't anything in the New Zealand market that was like simple Yeah, um, I felt there's always frills or patterns or stripes and stuff that I just didn't like mm. um, and so that's where I just got a pencil and book and started sketching and I googled manufacturing I didn't really? want to work yeah that's wow. people ask like, how did you find your manufacturer it's like honestly it's google yeah um didn't want to work with China the language barrier was too tough and I was too um I was an amateur I yeah. didn't know yeah. uh so I found a place in Bali and I'm actually still with them and the relationship nice. with them has been amazing mm. I've seen them on average twice a year I go see them and visit them um Balinese, but owned by a, I believe he's a German. Mm. Yeah, most of the businesses there are Aussie owned, yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of European owners there as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's where it started. But as the business grew organically, um, and I started seeing, you know, there was sales increasing, and I was like, oh, you know, I can start really, you know, potentially leaving the bank and doing this full time. Mm. I was like, well, swimwear's been great, it's paid for itself, 
um, and it's paid for the development of Ed and I Body, which was great, but Ed and I Swim was not going to make me money yeah. in terms of working from anywhere or doing that unless I had a Kaplan injection in order to do some things to grow the business faster. And that yeah. just wasn't an yep. option. Yep. So we had to come up with something that's very um, close to me and means a lot, which is skincare. Mm-hmm. And I've always suffered severe acne all over my body since day dot it's mm-hmm. been a sensitive issue of mine um so i came out with a skincare range to help you know give you some confidence around around body that image. yeah and when you yeah. wear your bikini that's sort of the correlation that i of had course. there but as i started creating the skincare i realized this is not just for summer when you're wearing a bikini what am i on about this mm-hmm. is every single day we should be doing this every day it's every day of the year mm-hmm. um and that's quite interesting though because as i had my business whatever i did i just kept learning yeah um, things that nobody tells you because there's no such thing as a manual. But I just kept learning new and new things. Um, and now I'm at that point of developing face skincare, which is amazing because nice. that's been something I have stayed away from given yeah. it's such a sensitive yeah. um, thing to women. Mm-hmm. Um, but my customers now believe in what I've created and they think that they believe that I can come out with something mm. for the face as well. So, amazing. yeah. Tell me it. about the process about creating skincare so a good friend of mine who's been on a podcast he's created surf wax and he's got into um grip tech for um rugby players and and athletes around grip and stuff so the process of the manufacturing how i was asking because where do you start yeah um yeah it's interesting because i mean like i said i had no idea Mm. where to start either um Ia, actually, my other boss babe, fellow boss babe, um, she actually told me of a New Zealand manufacturer who does uh, cosmetics yep. and just to start there. Uh, so I did. I started there. I had a, I sat down with him and I said, look, this is my vision. I don't know the ingredients or the nitty-gritty, but all I want to know is that the, whatever I use has to have an outcome of X. Yeah. So help me with that. Yeah. Um, and so I do rely a lot on expertise, not just in that field, but other areas in the business. I will never know everything and I'd never want to. I would like other people to help me. And so um, I've got an amazing team who have developed the skincare for me. Um, but I've all, I was also, I also said that I didn't want to hold back on the quality of a, of, a, of ingredients mm. um, and that shows because the manufacturing costs for me to make my skincare is much higher than your usual mm. um, because we've stuck to the above medium to high range ingredients right. in there yeah um, and that can definitely you can definitely tell that um, <coughs> with our products as well yeah um, so what ha- when is this going to be released What's your time frames on your skincare? Is it? Oh no! I two weeks ago, I've, yeah. I had my initial meeting right. where I sat down with my chemist or whatever you want to call them. I've, they've got a certain name, um, <laughs> and I actually went through what I personally do with my skin and yeah. what personally works with my skin and yeah. how I believe in these types of vitamins and uh, products. Things that have worked for you in the yeah. past. Yeah. yeah, and I've asked them to somehow incorporate that but also my signature whiskey mm. in there as well nice. yeah that's in the tan isn't it that's in everything mm. single malt yes yeah, single malt <laughs> yep yep smoky love a bit of a smoky that. whiskey yeah. too some friends that are really into smoky whiskey yeah love it yeah um, i actually also use new zealand whiskey in my products too so nice. i wanted to stick thompson's whiskey from Kimu. don't drink those right <laughs> Don't drink the tan. <laughs> no, 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 no. But a lot of people feel like with the, when it comes to the scrub, like you could actually eat it because it just smells like whiskey cacao. Yeah. But I'm like, you probably could. It's very natural, which yeah. is the good thing, but I would never support it. No. <laughs> um, and that was also important. Like I didn't – I wanted to have in, um, ingredients that were natural um, but also with a shot of real whiskey um, in there. So Quite a point of difference though, isn't it? Something a little bit different. Well, you have to because there's just so many um, cosmetics in the market. Yeah. Um, but we were a bit different in the sense of our ingredients but also our education around yeah. our system. Yeah. We have so much education around face care yeah. um, and what to use and when to use it but yeah. there's nothing like that around your body. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that women knew how to actually look after their skin step by step and mm. so we've kind of gone down that. And tell me, the, the skincare, how are you going to place it or where is it going to place in the market? Like, So you can get stuff like from through supermarket and stuff like that. Where, where will you go with this? So we right now we're online and in food stuff. Right, so okay. we're in New World and a couple of pack and saves and yep. we're growing that footprint. Yep. Um, is it hard to get into the supermarkets? Uh, yes. Yeah. I would definitely not sit, sit on here and go, it's easy, because yeah. then everybody who comes out with a product is going to be like, yep, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. 
Um, just quickly before we go, what's the process? Like, how do they say, yes, your product's going to go into our supermarket? So it's different with um, Countdown and Foodstuff. So Countdown is uh, head office owned in yep. a single spot. Yep. Foodstuff and Pack and Save are all individually owned yeah, franchise, franchise, right? Yeah. Um, so with them, you literally have to go door knocking. And, and you have to pitch to the owners. You have to pitch to the owner, but the buyer there. But not only that, there's also a head office who manages all the products and the yep. SKUs. They also have to sign off on the product too. Like we've got an SPF, okay? Yep. So SPF have got a lot of retape around yes. it yeah so we had to send through all our um our testing yep. that it was all legit and so forth and signed off before that could even be uh, we're going through the process yeah it's not yeah we're going through it? that now at the moment with the tan so yeah. foodstuffs head office is now looking at our tan mm-hmm. before they go oh, yes let's roll it through and then you go door knocking okay right interesting you yeah you think that though you just see it like Great! Look at that. There's the product on the yeah, shelf. There's a lot of there's a lot of work, and then I think in season two you see me talk about the fact like yes we're in foodstuffs like Vic Park down yeah. here, and I'm excited. Don't get me wrong, but that's only the beginning because yes. you can get you can get cut like that instantly. Yeah, instantly, yeah. and then it's like nah, make way for something that does sell. Yeah, or yeah. So so Sorry. season two. Yeah. Give us a little inkling on this. So a lot of people will know you from um, Boss Babes. Before you get into it, how did that come <laughs> yeah. about? Oh, yeah. Because I'm always about Shaw Street, you know? <laughs> <laughs> how do I get some airtime? Um, He's very, not joking either. <laughs> it's a very interesting little story. I feel like everything happens in your life for a reason. Totally. Um, so Ia's been a, you know, a good friend of mine for you know a couple of years mm-hmm. and she was going through a bit of a transition in her life uh, where she broke up with her partner and in that moment I was like, move in with me. Yeah. Um, so, she, so she's your friend on yeah, yeah, she's the other boss babe that you but follow. But she is your actual friend. Yeah, she's my actual yeah. friend. So that, and that's how they found us. So she was living with me, and at the time, at the same time, Warner Brothers was looking at developing a new um, series. Now they didn't know exactly what the series was. All they knew was they loved this new whole thing about new age of social media, businesses, yeah. and influencers. So they wanted something in that world. Yeah. Um, they had a name drop given to them. I can't, I can't I'm not going to lie. I don't know by who, but they gave Ia, they gave the name Ia to them. So they started researching Ia. At the exact same time she moved in with me. Yeah. So I was a lot involved at that same time with what she was doing. Um, and what was she doing at the time? She was just going, um, having a little bit of fun. Okay. Yeah. So her Instagram was a lot of fun. There right. was like a lot of partying, but then she also had a business. Um, they thought this girl's entertaining, but at the same time, I was a lot of those. Videos. Who's her trusty sidekick? Yeah, the sidekick doing all the fun (laughs) stuff. But they also saw that I had a business. Um, so the timing and what we were doing was great. And so they came, they pulled us in to do a bit of a chat with them. Um, and they loved us. I think they also interviewed a couple of other women in business as well. So it wasn't just her and I off the bat. Um, but they loved our dynamic, which is great. You know, Mm. I think her and I do compliment compliment each other she cracks me up all the time you're both quite different though aren't you very different yeah i think i would probably say i'm the more crazy one where she's more the like laid back mm. one doing quite a few questionable things it's like funny yeah um yeah so we we st- we worked with warner brothers to develop the show nice. which is why i believe season two is better than season one mm. because we were trying to find our feet in season one of course um and Can I ask, was any of it scripted no heck no, no. No. So how it works is like I'd, for example, this meeting with you guys, mm. I just have to inform Warner Brothers yep. that this is my schedule this week because yep. there's a period of filming and there's yep. X amount of days. Yep. And you'd have to try and to to benefit the show too, you might put all your meetings on one day so they, they could do a whole full day of filming. Yep. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a scripted or anything like, oh, we're going to act and do this, yep. you know. It was just involving them and I'm doing this, do you want to film it? And then they're like, yep, would love to. Can you fill the day with other stuff as well cool. so we can yep. cover So it's not like they're following you seven days a week, 24 no, hours a day. No, 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 no. I think it was about three months they had 25 days of filming because there's right. a budget, obviously. Of course. So. And fantastic exposure for both of you, right? Yes, absolutely. I can definitely say that Boss Babes has helped the profile mm-hmm. of Ed and I. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so very blessed in that sense and very grateful. What a yeah. great opportunity, though. Yeah. What a great file to, like, show your kids or whatever, like, 10 yeah. years down the line, like, look what mum used to do, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and, like you said, great exposure for your business as well. Do you yeah. feel like that's helped your brand and your following on oh, social media? Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Um, it's helped. And it's been great because there's been benefits of that and also having this following 
um, they've felt like they're part of something bigger. Yeah. You know, they, they feel like they know me. Mm. They know the business. Mm. I mean, there are pros and cons on that. Yeah. Um, what are they? So the pros are, yes, your profile's lifted. You've got the support system. Um, you've got a great return customer base too. Um, great feedback. It's open feedback mm. um, to what they think of the products. Yeah. Um, and they like when I get messages on the business account, it's always addressed to me. It's like, hey, Edna, I love this. Mm. Like they can talk to me. Yeah. Um, the cons are... You know, you've got to be careful. You're constantly in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, you don't really have that platform just to be, you know, you can't talk without thinking. Yeah. So um, there's one person out there that wants to drag you down. Yeah, there is. Um, oh, absolutely. And I've, I experienced that the tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand is massive. Yeah. And I think we need a lot of work mm. in that place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a shame. But I have, you know, 99% of the time is positive and, yeah. I, and, I, and I love it. But it gives it your advantage too, right? You're yeah. running a business, you're wanting to create, um, I suppose, an ongoing future. Yeah. And to do that, you can use your followers who are um, the people that will buy off you as well. Yeah, and they're your number one supporters. Absolutely. So. And people always want to support people that they know. Yes. Or people, you know, like you're a great girl or that's a great concept or I love that. People want to support that and that have that feel-good factor in their purchases as well. Absolutely, because people buy from people. Exactly. You know, exactly. So, now, yeah. tell me about the gram. <laughs> How do you I even know what the gram is? I personally don't get it. Kane so. is not. Do you have the gram? No, no, he doesn't have the gram. But the question is, <laughs> how do you build up a following on that? I mean, to be honest, I'll be completely fair. Like, my following only really built up until after the show okay. or during the show when that aired. Yeah. Um, before that, I actually had a gram years ago when mm. it first came out and I actually went off it. Mm. And then I just had a business gram mm. and I grew that organically through customers and just right. advertising and putting it out there. Mm. But then I was encouraged by girlfriends, like, you've got, you know, mm. you take great photos, like, create a personal gram. Yeah. Um, so I did. So I actually only started with a personal gram like a year before Boss Babes. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't, I just didn't want a personal. Yeah, it's a lot of maintenance. So there's yeah. still hope for me then. <laughs> you can still get in there, <laughs> grow that following. Um, but to be fair though, what I've learned since having a personal Instagram is to um, understand who you are. Yeah, and. Yeah. And I now I understand also the whole thing about being authentic. Yeah. Because the more authentic, people see through that. Yeah, shit, don't straight they? away. And so I have a blueprint for my personal Instagram, yeah. which is I only speak about my business, mm-hmm. beauty, mm-hmm. and body. So anything to do with like looking after yourself, because mm-hmm. my brand, Ed and I Swim and Body, is about confidence. And mm-hmm. so I try and relate that into my personal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all I support or really talk about. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It is, and I think that, um, you know, what what do you say to people that dismiss people who build a profile on social media? You know, oh, just, all they do is take photos, that's how they make a living. What do you say to that? Look, I have always been that type of woman. The eye where, roll, you should have seen the yeah, eye roll. Because like, there's just so many opinions about this. The thing is, I've got too much shit in my life to worry about, For sure, yeah. right? I don't care mm. what you're doing. If you want to take a photo in your bikini 10 times a day, do it. It mm. doesn't affect me. Mm. Um, it's none of my business. Mm. I have I know what my purpose is and what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and if That's strong. Purpose. Yeah, yeah it is a purpose. purpose. Figure you out know. what your purpose is. Purpose, mission, and value. Yeah, and um, you know, businesses have that and you have that. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, I have girlfriends who are influencers and they do that and that's how they make money and good on them. Like, yeah. that's their purpose. That's what they want to do. Like, yeah. unless they're really insulting somebody, like, leave them. I think a lot of young people go through life, this is philosophical, but I think a lot, a lot of young people go through life and they don't understand or know what their purpose is mm. yeah. until they get to the back end of their life and one day it actually resonates with them. This is what my purpose is. So if you can figure that out early on, especially yeah. as an entrepreneur, what you want to achieve and what your yeah. purpose may be, you know where to go and how to get there. And it is sad because we live in this world where social media around ha- has consumed people's lives, especially yeah. younger lives. Yeah. I mean, I was blessed that I've gr- I grew up without social media, yeah. without all this. The yeah. pressure. Yeah, without the pressure. Um, I grew up with running around bare feet, going to the local pond, not mm. pond, what is it? Like yeah. river, whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? Water. Yeah. <laughs> Water <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Um, hanging out with your friends and stuff and there wasn't this pressure to look a certain way or be a certain way or yeah. take this these kind of photos and have that amount of likes and that amount of followers to give yourself yeah. validation. Yeah. Um, so it is sad. Mm. Um, so to date with your, obviously your business and what you've done so far, have you had any 
influential role models that you've gone right this person or these people is where I really look to and how I follow them yeah um, actually interesting you say that I'm actually having lunch today with Karen Morrell who is the the creator of the Karen Morrell lipstick yep um, so wow. I've always wanted to sit down and have a chat with her pick, and pick her brain yes yeah. and I'm finally getting to do that today awesome. um, so I'm looking forward to that so Bucket she's list. Yeah, she's yep. somebody I've wanted to sit down with. I've heard great things about how yep. creative she is and how she thinks. And um, obviously being a New Zealand uh, woman in business who's created a very successful um, brand, yeah. yep. especially here and in the Asian market, mm. um, I do. I want to understand how she's done it yep. and what I need to think about and also some learnings, yeah. you know, things that she could wish she could have done differently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a good person that I've okay. and biggest learnings today so far on this journey and you've got a big journey to go right because it sounds yeah. like you're going to take over the world which is <laughs> I think it's fantastic what's sort of your biggest learnings or something that really sticks your mind going right this is my biggest learning to date that I in can, business yeah in yeah. life in general as well because it does intertwine right yeah yeah I mean for, for my business has probably been this the last two years has probably been my biggest um, transition and growth of my, my it was personal and business, you know, I yeah. think it went hand in hand because I've, mm. I've learned a lot about who I am yeah. as well. Um, I've learned that you need to have a lot of resilience. Yeah. Um, thick skin. Yeah, thick skin. Mm. There's a lot of times where I just want to give up, like mm. it's just too hard. You actually don't see the light. Yeah. Um, and you just think it's easier to go back to the corporate world yeah. and take, you a know, take a paycheck and yeah. go home and switch off and not give a crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the resilience and um. The perseverance just to keep yeah. to keep going um, but I've also learned to follow your gut I think when you actually understand how to read yourself and understand yourself um, it actually has a massive uh, benefit to yeah. you, when you when you can like your intuition when it starts going yes. you've got to listen to that intuition right? because yeah. in the last year there's been times where I've been influenced to make a decision or do something but my intuition my gut was like don't do yeah. it mm. yeah. and then every time that I've done it I've gone oh my god because something's happened and you're yeah. like I knew it yeah. so now I'm, I'm very strong like I'll think about it and go I'm sorry but I'm, I can't yeah. Mm. yeah, it's a big trait to have big yeah. trait because yeah. you learn learning from to your set mistakes, boundaries right? as well yeah. I agree yeah definitely yeah. so with all of that being said what does your day look like how do you manage the pressure or the stress or the highs and the lows of, of doing what you do um so i set myself daily goals yep. um be that for my personal like my to-do list yeah. also some kpis for the business every day yeah. so i know what i'm working towards and what that looks like so it's broken down from your year month today yeah. so i know that's business wise um these days things have got quite busy in the business um picking up so i've got um somebody with me all the time now mm-hmm. uh but most of the time in the morning it's fulfillment i still do all the packaging and getting things out in time for the career yeah um and a lot, a lot of it's still um creative content for mm-hmm. the business that I, that I work on also strategies and how we um optimize the business yeah so i work with um uh, my Facebook team because it's outsourced um, the, the website different ways of conversion like uh, researching all that kind of stuff um, just touching on the social media stuff so you outsource did you used to take control of that yourself and actually run that yourself yes but I had no luck with it right okay so I pay top dollar to have a team who actually manages some really big brands out of Australia yep. as well yep. so I pay them to do all my um, social media and cool. that's great not social media but Facebook advertising yep. yeah yeah. which is uh, a big thing these days which eh? is massive. massive yeah the retargeting because yeah. it's your um, most effective dollar use of yep. your advertising spend so they do all that but when it comes to Instagram um, every photo that you see on there or the videos and stuff you know that takes a lot of time Um, a lot of that's been put into that there um, optimising the business but also um, partnerships for third party distribution like how do we scale yeah yeah, so my day, most of the day, I'm, I'm up at seven and I don't finish till about eight, nine at, yeah. at night. And yeah. then I'm like, shit, I've got to go work out now. We'll go for a run. Like last night I went running at night and it was yeah. great. But yeah, it's just trying to, and I don't switch off and that's my problem. Yeah. Like, it's hard to, though, it's when it's so your own hard because you love it, you're passionate, you're constantly thinking of ideas, and it's incredibly hard to switch off to yeah. find that off button. So what it do you is. do to switch off running? Is that you think? So I go for a run, yeah. um, and then Alex, my um, fiance, he has like forced me to do something, like yeah. watch a movie. But then, even then, I'll, I'll be like, oh, customers talking to me on Instagram, you know, because I'm still very involved in so there. I'll say exactly. I think 
technology yeah. has yeah. created the devil in us too. Double oh, sword. You know, yes. We can't. We 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 can be contactable anywhere, anytime, right? So yeah. we can't just go. I'll put my phone over here and turn it off because you're just constantly looking at you know thinking right. Have I got an email or message? Can I get back to someone? Yeah. So it does become tough. Yeah, because for me also customer service is massive, and I learned that Absolutely. in the corporate world. Yeah. And so if I don't respond to a message or if I'm not polite, you know, the customer's all right. I you know it, yeah. it just doesn't sit with me. You yep. know, and that's why the whole technology thing having that and I guess that's one of the cons too yeah having that open form yep. of communication on yep. my Instagram and stuff has its downfall of not being able to go I will talk to you in a couple of hours yeah yeah yeah, and people want it now. Yeah, they want it straight away. Yeah, we've seen she's online. Get back to me straight away, kind of thing. Yeah, tell me, would you say that um, maturity can cure a lot of that? So what I mean by that is like you know learning to switch off. I just remember when I was younger, like and starting out, you're constantly on, and it does become draining. You hit the weekends and you're tired and yeah. whatever. Yeah. I wonder if you know maturity in business in terms of understanding the process and getting around that you can switch off. Um, I don't know about maturity, but for like with me, it took me a lot. I'll give you an example. I think experience. Yeah. That's, so I guess that's the word. I'm not yeah. Okay. So maybe that is maturity experience. But yeah. like with my, the corporate world, when I went into it. I cared so much about my job mm. and I wanted to perform and I wanted to be the best in banking and all that, mm. only to realise that they don't care and you're just a number. Yeah. And I was like, why am I caring much about this business when you don't give a crap about me? I'm yeah. just a number that can be replaced by a new CV in an interview. Yeah. Um, and that came and when I when, when, and then I actually started having the most best corporate life. I started enjoying the corporate life when I stopped caring. Yeah. Do you, does that? I know that yeah. sounds weird. No, no, you you let go of it. You let go of it. You and you learn to switch it. off. Yeah. 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 And you learn to switch off. Like you leave the office and you're like, I don't, I'm done. Like yeah. I'm, and I was happy. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the corporate world, but yeah, so that happened. And then so now I think right now my business is going through a, a awkward transition right now. I'm mm -hmm. still trying to figure out new operations with it growing like this. Now we're going for funding. Things yeah. have changed. What's it going to be like when we've got new shareholders and yeah. more responsibilities? So I'm trying to still figure that out. Yeah. Um, and then I will get to the point where I'll go, right, this is my structure of the day yeah. and this is where I need to switch off because I need my sanity and health yeah. as well. Talk Let's talk me, about, yeah, yeah we're, we're great minds. Let's talk about the crowdfunding that you're putting out there. Mm. It's been over social media, but yep. elaborate, tell us about it, how it came about and what your ultimate goal is with it. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, as the business um, has grown, mm. we've now looked, um, gone down the path of new product development that we'd like to do. But every time for you... For your skincare? Yeah, for so, the skincare. Yeah. yeah. So um, we've been great so far developing the body product and pre-ordering raw materials with a bit of help from the bank, but yeah. a bit of lending, yeah. and then our own capital and the, the revenues generated from the swimwear over the years, right? So that's been good. But what we've found is now that we're moving um, into the growth stage of the business, we need X amount for marketing spend. I mean, I can easily spend five, five, six, seven thousand dollars a month on 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 Facebook. Yeah. Um, so we need like a twelve month strategy of how much we spend on what, what our return on advertising spend is, so we know, yeah. you know. But then also product development, testing. And with that comes minimum order quantities. Yeah. So with when you've got a business like mine, um, product, cosmetics, you know, many others, you always have to do a big production order to bring it, yep. bring down your minimum order yep. quantity costs. Yeah. Um, and that requires some capital. Yeah. Um, so we're just trying to come up with a way to do this strategically well. Mm -hmm. um, I've used all my money into yep. the business. So now we need a little bit more help. Yeah. And because we don't have, I'll be honest, we don't have security. Yep. I, everybody, my, age bought houses yep. all my money that I've made for my deposit for a house went into the business yep. yeah um, so I don't have a security put up against yep. the business in order to get bank lending yeah mm -hmm. um, so we've looked at options we've spoken to potential investors but yep. at the time our business wasn't big enough yeah so that the appetite for the investor wasn't there yeah and now I kind of looked at the business um from a different angle, yeah. that we've got this great following. Yeah. We've got these amazing customers who really believe and trust in Ed and I, and there's this return customer mm. um, spend, you know, return customers yep. coming through, yep. which is amazing. Yeah. So I just reached out to my personal following um, as a point of interest um, just to gauge an appetite whether or not they think it's a good idea mm. yeah. to do crowdfund equity yeah. crowdfunding. Um, and it was an overwhelmingly positive nice. response. Yeah. So I sat down with Harry, my business partner, and I just said, well, why don't we go down this yeah. this path? Mm. Um, have a bunch of people who believe in us, customers, mm -hmm. non-customers, whatever, 
put their money in your kitty and then we'll grow the business and really have that support system. Okay. Yeah, so that's... Cool. And when does that start? Is that open now? That's tonight at 7pm. Tonight. tonight? Nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right. how exciting. I know. This is, yeah, I was, I was here early working with um, Harry on the final um, investment memorandum yep. notes and so forth and yeah. with the lawyer making sure that we sign everything. Um, and, and it is exciting, but I'm also very nervous. Of course. Because with this, um, it's through Pledge Me and what happens is you've got your campaign tile, mm. but so you run the campaign for a month. Yep. But you can actually transparently see mm. what's been invested. Yeah. Yep. And so a big part of me is, you know, we've got a minimum in order for the campaign to be successful. And what then we've is got the minimum? 477,000. Yep. Cool. And then we've got a maximum, which is 958,000. Yep. Yeah. And how much is for that percentage of the business? 9% is for the 477,000 yep. that we're trying to raise. And then 18, we double that. Cool. Right. Now you can invest whatever you want, yep. um, starting at $530 for, for yep. a share. Yep. And then to the maximum so we can't take any more than the 958 yep. so one person can come along and just put in everything that's yeah. what I was going to say are you capping what an individual no. can invest so if it's a, a big company that came in right? Mm. obviously it's different they wouldn't so you might have thousands of individuals right yep. buying that's cool yeah but a big swinger might come along and go you know what I'll just take everything yeah. and then that's done <laughs> um, yep. but yeah and so this is why it's quite nerve wracking because for me, if I don't even make the minimum, I, I see that as I've failed. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that I had the support system and then, And I'm not going to say, I'm not saying it is a fail at all because it, it probably But will. is it a fail? But, yeah, is it a fail or is it a learning? I mean, everything's a learning in life, yeah. right? But there's a part of you that still thinks that you didn't you didn't achieve it. Mm. You just seem like the type of person that you get knocked back. You're just like, right, I'll just get up again and go again. Mm. Oh, absolutely, it is what it is, right? I will. But yeah. it's still, I'm not still not going to have that moment where I'm just like, yeah. I can appreciate yeah. when you when you put all that work in, and if it doesn't, you have this vision, mm. and when you feel like people haven't bought into that vision, yeah. I can appreciate that that would be a little bit deflating mm. to some extent, but I think that the way that you're promoting it and you're being incredibly transparent, which is needed, but people yeah. appreciate that. I think it's going to go a long way. And I think that your vision for what you want to do is really neat and you're really um, great at communicating what you want to do. So I think it's going to go. I'm excited to see for you how it goes. <laughs> I'll be following along to see where it's at. That's great. I think yeah. it's really exciting. Tell me yeah. why crowdfunding and not like a VC, so venture capital, offshore company that uh, raised, you know, big amounts of funds. Was there a reason for that? Do you want um, to keep it local? Do you want Kiwis to be involved? Or I actually it- like the idea of having local, yeah. supporting local. Yeah. I really do like that idea. Not you, you Imagine if like 10,000 of your followers exactly. pitch in, they've all got a piece of you and your business, right? And then I've always got their support. Yeah. Yeah. They're always going to buy from you. It's a return Smart. customer. Mm. They're, they're just always going to be there. And I love the fact that I can open up my channel and ask them for feedback. Yeah. I mean, they are non-voting shares that are, yeah. that are being um, allocated. Yeah. But that doesn't stop me from going to them and asking them for their feedback. Yeah. It's like the biggest board, like the most diverse board that yeah. you could have, having that many, potentially that many people involved. So Absolutely, such a cool but idea. there's a pros and cons though, right? 100% there yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So just to be clear for the listeners that um, you're raising capital to enhance your products, to, to obviously... Um, to grow our to products, grow, yeah. yeah, and come out with you know the best for them um, and also a couple of other things that I don't want to share right now yep. because they're still kind of you back yeah <laughs> kind of still in the still in the decision phase yeah. um but you know there are some really exciting things to come mm. um and i'm excited to start working on those those cool. things um and seeing where the company goes what's the platform people can jump on for that crowdfunding pledge me pledge me okay, yeah cool. you just register to invest so nice. yeah oh exciting times. <laughs> so what makes ed and i different to what's in the market already so the brand. The brand, yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, I'll be honest, there's a lot of brands out there encouraging confidence, encouraging, um, you know, all the things that we do also believe in as well. But for Ed and I, it comes from my personal struggle. There's a lot of a lot of me behind it yeah. and a lot of people relate to it. Yeah. And I try and have my face and my story behind a lot of that. Now, mm. I know that for the sustainability and the longevity of the business, it can't always be me. And yeah. so we've started including other women mm. with stories and talking to them about body confidence and how Ed and I has helped them. And yeah. so women can relate to women and we want to grow that. Yeah. More women coming on here and talking about, 
um, them, what they do, mm-hmm. what what's important to them about body confidence and how Ed and I has helped. Mm-hmm. So that's really important um, and that's even going to be even more um, amplified when it comes to the the face and the skincare. Yeah. Um, You've got a lot of passion behind you talking about it. You right? can see it in your body language, yeah, how excited you are yeah, it's a big when you're thing. talking. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it really is a big thing because I felt I was bullied. I was called acne face, pizza face, like oh throughout school. Mm. Um, I mean, I competed in athletics and I was so embarrassed because I had to wear the crop tops. Mm. But when I wore the crop tops, I was completely covered mm. and body acne. Mm. Do you know how, um, like, I had no body confidence yeah. at all. Um, and I just feel that the stories that I'm hearing mm. from women when they message me about mm. how the products has helped their eczema mm. um, and the, the sensitivity of their skin. Like women mm. can now use self-tan because other tans, the big tans in the market are not natural mm. and they cause Irritation. rashing and irritations. Yeah. Do you know when I hear these stories, I'm like, that is what I'm trying to yeah. do. Yeah. And I, I am all for this. I love seeing people succeed in business, but I love seeing women who are passionate kicking ass in business like this kind of stuff gives me chills and I get so excited (laughs) and I'm like my god this is amazing yeah and I think that we need to have more people in business that are passionate about what they do because you might connect with one person but then that bounces on to another and then you just never know how people have been impacted or the the struggles that they've had and and what they face every day and anything that you can do to support them is massive yeah it is and we try we share all the feedback that i get i share it yeah because the more i share other women are like i'm I'm having the same i feel like i can reach out to edna and tell her my story too and i love that communication honestly it's the best thing when somebody messages me Mm. and they're like this is how my life's changed and i'm like oh like i get so teary yeah Yeah, so it's it's cool cool. you can tell straight away someone that loves what they do wakes up with a purpose yeah someone that doesn't they wake up to go is it's a chore yeah right no absolutely and you've got you've got a lot of drive too, I think, and a lot of passion behind it, which um, can't be seen on on in this through the microphone, through the mic, <laughs> through the screen, obviously, yeah. definitely. Yeah. No, my life has completely changed when I did Ed and I full time. Firstly, I didn't even realize how much a business needed your mm. attention yeah. because it completely transformed when I became full time. Yeah. But also how. I love my life. Yeah. Like I love waking up in the mornings mm-hmm. and doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's You'll succeed yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. Well success, I'm hoping so. <laughs> success is, is measured in all different ways, right? Absolutely. There's dollar. no definition of success. No. So, so it's only in your mind what it want what you want yeah. it to be. And that's probably mm-hmm. a big thing that we've learned as being entrepreneurs and, and um dealing with other entrepreneurs and money along the way is that that's what you can see in people, you know? Yeah. And how they Totally. So where can people find you? Where can people follow along and, and learn more about you and your products? Yeah, so right now our biggest um, platform is Instagram. That's mm-hmm. where we're most active, talking, sharing, um, both, you know, Ed and I swim and my personal. I do a lot of talking about products on my personal account. Um, but we're also in Selected New Worlds, and that list is on our um, uh, e- uh, website yep. as well. And, yeah, and now we're just growing it from there. So that's like the hub of yeah. where you can find us and read all about us. Amazing. Cool. And what advice would you give to women in particular who are thinking, I'd love to start a business, but I just don't know what's involved. I don't know if I'm going to succeed. What advice would you give them? Um, I mean, I started my consultancy on the side during lockdown because I had a lot of women at that time reach out to me about business mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure I wasn't wasting their time or my time. So I started this consultancy on the side where mm-hmm. I do one-on-ones and mentorships. Right. And the number one thing I ask the woman when they sit down with me is why are you doing what you're doing and what is your purpose yeah there's no point me sitting and having a conversation with you when you don't even know why you're doing it yeah you don't know what your purpose is with your business Mm -hmm. that's for some someone who has a business and i want to talk to them about it for those who don't have a business i ask them i'm gonna be honest with you this is not for everybody yeah you're going to have to be willing to sacrifice a lot you're going to be challenged you'll be challenging yourself the resilience the, the discipline the sacrifice um but also understand like what do you what do you want to do like what kind of business do you want to do because what is your outcome like what does your future look like yeah. yeah you know why do you want to be in business yeah. um the wrong answer is oh, i just want to buy a business for a job right yeah that, there's no I purpose want a nice in that car. yeah yeah etc yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um so leading on from that my question is what type of legacy do you want to leave on this earth Oh, like when I'm really old, touch wood, and I die in my sleep, or when, with when the business. Sat, when, when you sat back and you've gone, I've done everything I want to in, in my business world, yeah, in my personal life, and you're in your rocking chair having your single malt, yeah, smoky whiskey. <laughs> what is it that you say to yourself? What kind of legacy do you want to leave on this? I 
right now, when I, if I think in the future and, and, and someone reflects on who Edna was in the business world, I want to be spoken about, obviously, in a positive way, yep. but also somebody who wasn't scared to speak her mind, yep. wasn't scared to challenge the market, um, took on challenges, had great resilience, yep. um, pushed and made a success from nothing, mm. you know, really created something for herself without mm. the help of daddy's money. Yeah. You know, made something from... It's fantastic. It's hard to get a start, a start in life and there's not a big capital outlay for something Mm-mm. given to you. So do it from scratch where you're bootlegging it. It's tough. Oh, I, I have immense respect mm. when I meet other business successful business owners or people that are working their way. Mm who have had no help yeah. and they have bootstrapped. Honestly, mm-hmm. the learnings that that person has gone through, you just want to sit down and have a chat with them too because yeah, you just feel like, teach me what I didn't, you know, and yeah. I'll teach you. Yeah. But the reward is so much appreciated, sweeter yeah. when you've busted your ass yourself for it and you sit back and go, God, look what we've done. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think following on from what you said, sitting today and talking with you, I would say that you are very resilient that you've got great determination and drive. So you're halfway there. Oh, thank you. You're, path, you're path, um, paving your legacy already. So you, I think you're doing a really amazing thing. Oh, thank you. I'm yeah. going to ask a couple of questions to finish off. Yeah. Let's keep it lighthearted. Um, have you ever seen an email or a text to the wrong person? <laughs> of course. Oh, my gosh. Who hasn't? <laughs> um, are you a good cook? Um, I was taught how to cook. Yep. Um, my fiance actually thinks I'm a great cook. Nice. I don't enjoy cooking. Okay. Um. I just maybe because I just don't have time. Yeah. So your dish, if you were to cook, what would be your dish that you go to? I do know how to make a really good like slow cooked lamb and like a bit of red wine. Yeah. 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 Favorite airline to travel on? That's interesting. I've always enjoyed um, business class with Air New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm hoping they stick around. Um, But Singapore is also quite good too. Okay. And lastly, before I pass you over, yes. If you're a pair of shoes, what would they be? Oh, the classic red bottom um, Christian Louboutins, uh, the pointies. Not the oh so Kate, the other ones that are more comfortable. I don't nice. think Kate would know what they are, but I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, Air Jordans. Sneaker. <laughs> Comfort. Yes. Hey, and thank you so much for your time today. We know that you're a busy woman, but we appreciate you coming on and being so open with us, and we're really excited to see how your crowdfunding goes. And don't forget that you can follow Edna um, on her social platforms, Instagram and website. Website Ed and I, Ed and I swim. Dot swim. There yeah. you go. And get on and um, buy some, some shoes. money. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks for having me, guys. It's been good. Thank awesome. you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Edna Swart from Ed and I Swim and Body. To stay up to date with all of our updates, you can follow us on our social media channels and our website, www.moneyempire.co.nz. And if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like us to discuss, you can reach out to us there.